I just did a $10 million life insurance policy, so I'm waiting for that to get approved before I go get tested for anything. Why? Well, because if you, you can't be oh, going to doctors oh. <laughs> expect to be approved I was by. thinking, like, why? You think you're going to just, like, leave the doctor dead? <laughs> I hope you got that one recorded. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I'll go back to that one at some point. I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for money, business, and elevating my game. Bryn is my co-host. She's my friend and marketing director for my mortgage team. That's right. I'm a marketing girl, a mama of three, and wife of one. And like Josh, elevating life, business, and relationships, well, it's my jam. This season's topic, elevate your game. What do you want? Do you want to push personal limits, find joy, be more present? Be a better parent, have a sexier marriage, make more money, save more money, start your own business, develop a hobby, or strengthen important relationships? Impact the world, be a better boss, or create a stronger business? Then you are ready to elevate. And this is the place to do it. Are you ready? Sigmund Sense Season 3, Elevate Your Game. Welcome back to Sigmund Sense. Uh, we're going to have a good time today. We're going to talk about some, uh, we had an interesting question from a friend of ours who is kind of wondering um, why people tend to make poor decisions with their time. So examples we can give would be um, hours and hours and hours of watching TV or hours and hours and hours of uh, social media surfing or hours and hours and hours of whatever. Like whatever. even even at work. Like uh, cleaning the garage yeah. or organizing well, that's, screws. That's important. Well, that's important too. No, it's not. <laughs> Be clear. It's called men escaping from their wives um, to the garage. Which is, which is what makes it not okay. Because it doesn't benefit anyone in the family. You and your screws being organized you understand does that not benefit anyone else. I feel like this is going to get, we're going to get in a fight here about what men and women. I will punch you. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, well, welcome back. Before you go further, like and subscribe and share. Find us on Short Sense. What did I miss? <laughs> Nothing. You did great. <laughs> okay, good. But what we're really talking about is, uh, I want to kind of just uh, pull a thread and see what happens with it. Yeah, for sure. Because it's uh, it's really an interesting thought process. And I, I think there's lots of things we can talk about. Uh, a would be why, there, I, I do think there's a biological reason why people do things. Um, I think there's a chemical reason why people do things would be a second one. And then more importantly, like how do you stop? You know, you know I think that we all know when we're doing bad behavior, and sometimes it's it's just not easy or it's not worth it to stop doing bad behavior. Yeah. And so and how a lot do you of do times that? the bad behavior isn't a bad thing, like the act that you're doing. Like, because I think it's easy to say bad behavior is drinking. Like I, I just, you know, I sit by myself in my garage while I count my screws and I <laughs> drink. I feel like, like that's, that's very personal. That's a bad behavior. <laughs> but like you could still be like there, you can overdo anything, even good things. Yep. Well, why do you think that is? I'm curious why, why you think that people do that. Um, why do I think that people over overdo anything in general? Yeah. Um, because it's bringing them some sort of, uh, I don't know if joy is the right word, but it's filling a void. Okay. Um, there is probably some sort of relaxant that, you know, that, that comes along with it. They've identified it as this activity is my escape, it's my downtime, it's my happy place. Um, not being clear about 
what the cost of doing that activity is. Mm-hmm. Um, not being clear about what the priorities really are. Not being able to identify when is the appropriate time to count screws and when it's not the appropriate time. Well, you just said priorities. Yeah, I think that so, there's probably elements of all that. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of research in this stuff, right? Um, there's plenty of books about it, and there's plenty of uh, just rational thoughts that we can put together. But you know, I, I do. And what th- are we really talking about, though? Like, because well, you know, well, I, I could easily easily fall into the time management zone, but I don't think really that's the angle. Maybe maybe pieces of it are time management. So but. let's give the thirty thousand foot view. I think it's one life to live. And I think you've, you're supposed to do the best with the life you've got, right? Um, yeah. And that's not a spiritual comment. I'm just saying that while you're here on Earth, like, make the best of it because you get one trip around the world or what, uh, one trip around. That's not that's really a horrible way to say it um, because that's not accurate. Hopefully, you have many trips around the sun. Is what I was trying to say. Um, but less than 100 rotations, <laughs> right? <laughs> Are you following me? Nope. <laughs> all all, all I remembered, or all I ca- all that came to mind when you said one life to live was the soap opera. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, you had a hundred trips around the sun, right? You had a hundred years at best case scenario. One of my good friends, best friends, just died of an aneurysm, dropped dead, taking two steps, fifty years old. Mm. Perfect health, by the way. Just came over. Um, you don't remember your first five years. The next thirteen to twenty-five years, you're trying to figure out yourself. Right. You have 10 to 20 years of hopefully good health and productivity and doing something that you're passionate about, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, suddenly things start to turn. You start burying your parents and um, you get older and you can't do things you might you might not want to do or that you might want to do, I'm sorry. You just can't do them physically anymore. Right. And uh, the older you get, the more responsibilities you typically have, which removes your choices of what you can do with your day. Like there's lots of things I'd like to do today, but I've got a family I take care of. Yeah. I've got my business got to take care of. I've got my clients got to take care of, and maybe I'll squeeze in myself at some point, right? Yeah. And so my point is, is that I, I do think that people fail to appreciate how valuable that downtime is, and what they should be doing with it. And looking back, will they regret having spent a thousand hours on a social media platform? Let me tell right? you this: mm-hmm. when I find the rare occasion that I'm going to be alone at my house <laughs> for any span of time. Yep. I'm like, how am I gonna spend my time? Yep. Oh my gosh, should I catch up on chores? Should I actually sit down and relax? Should I go visit a friend? Oh my gosh, like what should I do? How am I gonna spend this time? It's just like so valuable. <laughs> yeah, and I don't care what the answer is. Uh, I think that people don't appreciate how much they actually have, you know, um, like, let's look at this. So if you were to say, and this is not, I think this is changing, by the way, this, this last couple of 10 years, I bet that this point of view has changed. But if you were to kind of draw out what's supposed to happen as you grow up as a kid, supposed to happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Then you're supposed to graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can, you're supposed to either go get a job right out of high school, or if, if not earlier. Yep. And then, or go to college. You're right. supposed to graduate from college in four years. And then you get married years. and then you have well, kids. Well, then there's weird expectations, I would say, at least in the past, of you're supposed to get married, you're supposed to have kids. Um, and yeah. all of a sudden, like, your life isn't your life anymore. And I love being a family man. I love having my kids. But there's I a lot of truth I literally just that. sent that, att- in, that in a text to someone. Like, I, I best intention would is to be there. However, 
I'm not really in control of my calendar yep. at this point in life. Yep, that's right. And so um, when you start with that kind of thought process in mind, then to me, and I love it, I think this does go very well with the Elevate conversation, then I think it's really important to take the opportunity to maximize whatever time you do have, right? Like whatever time you do have, are you making the best of it? And so, um, you know, you can start with the wheel of life always. You can say, okay, well, where, which area am I weak at that I'm not gonna tolerate anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, I wanna get better with my spirituality or my health or my wealth or my new business that I'm starting or whatever, or my relationships or my marriage or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great place to start um, because, you know, um, when you sit on the couch and you do and you you do nothing, it's easy to disguise. It's downtime and relaxing, but that's what sleep is for. <laughs> like right. sleep yeah. is go get an extra hour of sleep and be more well rested. And you shouldn't have to take fucking two hours in the middle of the day to sit on the couch and watch TV. And go look it up while while we're looking here. I'd be curious what the average amount of screen time is right now for Americans combined per day. I think we'll do be shocked at the re- answer. Do you get a report every Sunday? I get a report on my phone. Yeah, every so Sunday. you know, but I think that's one of the tactics is you got to first understand where you're at, track everything, right? So yeah. I do believe in in finding out what I do. Set up the reports. What is it, by the way? Bullshit. Wait, say say again. Seven hours a day on TV. Screen time. So so I want you guys to listen to this if you're listening in. The average American is spending seven hours a day on the screen, every single day. Okay, so think about. They're on their phone for a couple hours and then they're watching some form of TV every single day, seven hours a day, 365 days a week, forever. And what you could have done with your life if you applied half that time yes, towards something else. Yes, but that is else. making the assumption that everything that they're doing in that seven hours is is not, is unproductive, non-productive activities. That's, that's, is there, that's is the assumption. Is there a way to break up? Yep. Is there a way to break? Well, let's, let's just assume half. Let's take half of it out. Yeah. Because let's let's use our own children. How many hours today do you think your kids are on your phone on their phones or on screens? Oh, um, yeah. Um, so we're yeah. saying it's probably seven or seventeen. Right. So you get the point, right? <laughs> I, I guarantee it's pretty close to accurate. Um, you know, when you really get down to it, outside of an IT person or somebody that has to look at their computer screen for multiple hours a day, like an aircraft traffic controller, remove those outliers. The, if, if it was five hours. Or a social media manager. If it was five hours or like, four hours or three hours, it's still too much. And so, you know, the I, I buried my grandmother a couple, five years ago at this point, right? She was 91 years old. And when I was trying to decide that I was, I was gonna do the speaking, you know, I was trying to decide what I wanna talk about. And I was on the fl- uh, flight up to Pittsburgh. And when I was flying up there, I was reading some articles. And one of the articles I was talking about is, you know, uh, gives you a visual representation of time spent with somebody you love, right? So my dad is in his 70s, he lives on the West Coast. My mom's in her 70s, she lives lives in, you know, St. Louis, Missouri. And on average, I'll see my mom twice a year. On average, I'll see my dad once a year. And, you know, my grandmother died at 93. So assuming that nothing tragic happens to my mom or dad, or myself, take that, put that in the equation, then let's just say that there's, at the time, maybe there was 70, and there's 20 more years that I get with both of them. That means I get to see my dad 20 more times. Ew. I had to see my mom ew. 40 more I'm, times, ew. and that was five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now I get 15 more times with my dad, and I get 30 more times with my mom to ever see her again, to ever see him again. Okay. And so the article said take marbles and put those marbles in a jar. And every time that you uh, are going to see that relationship again, remove a marble and have that be a representation of 
don't take this for granted and enjoy the time that you've got, Ooh. right? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so when you think of it that way, then screen time or any waste of time in general is, is really horrible looking back. And I think that's why there's so many angry older people, resentful older people, the, the people that in general say, I wish I had. I think that's why uh, grandparents appreciate their grandchildren more than it seems like parents appreciate their own children. Right. Um, it's because of they're trying to get back lost time. And I think that this whole conversation really is about that. So it's interesting that you brought up the time management piece mm -hmm. because it is a time thing. It's a lost time thing. Right. And so there's, there, like I said at the beginning, there's chemical and biological reasons why we waste time. Um, but then past that, it's it's really more important to decide, well, how if, if I don't want to waste the time I've got, then what, what, what are some tactics that we can work on to, to do better in that area, right? And so you gotta start with the biology piece because I need people to understand it's not your fault, it's how you evolved, right? Meaning, um, meaning, uh, meaning all, all life forms, all life forms over millennia have evolved in a way to conserve energy. So that when they don't get to eat for the next 30 days, that they have enough energy to survive it before they find their next meal, okay. right? So the reason why you see a lion sitting underneath a tree for most of its life is because it doesn't know when its next meal is gonna be. So you don't see the, after the lion eats, yeah. they're not running around and slapping hands and, and, and kissing ass and having a good time and partying. Well, that's because they don't have any friends. They do, it's called a pride of lions for a reason. There's lots of them together, right? Oh, well, okay. they, don't have they don't have any other like people, friends that aren't like them. Well, they eat them, no, right. That's what I mean. So, so well, I don't know, Lion King, there were lots of friends in Lion King. Um, but my point is, is that, you know, if you think about that image in your head of a lion sitting underneath a, a tree, it's because they evolved to feast or famine, right? So if they're not eating right now, then they've gotta be lazy. That's the best way to say it. And, you know, you look at this, this last hundred years, um, we've created, uh, America for sure is the softest, uh, it is, it's the softest country <laughs> in the world because everything is, and not, not say, like, I'm a very proud American, by the way, but the last 30 years have been uh, the last couple of decades of you can get anything with a push of a button. You don't have to do shit. Uh, we don't have to plow fields anymore. We don't have to till, you know, till the dirt. Right. You know, you're not worried about, uh, you know, being emaciated or not feeding your kid. And it's I just think COVID like even accelerated that. Absolutely. Big time. Absolutely. I mean, they I, I adopted all sorts of stuff that I, I would never think like Uber Eats and things like that. Right. I mean, curbside. We can be lazy just, because it's, as we say, convenient is good. Well. I disagree. <laughs> I think that convenience is not real fun. <laughs> it's not fun, right? But I think that that's why there's so many books that are and taking fire if it, about if it's the, hard, this embracing the suck is the is the way, I right? No, but inconvenient things also lead to inefficient. Um, no, I think you said that backwards. Uh, what, what did you just say there? <laughs> say one more time. When things are inconvenient, oh, then. It, it can lead to inefficiency. Like, and there's sure. nothing more annoying. As long as you fill the time that you've saved with something productive. Right. But what do most people do is the point. Well, 
they don't have to. They don't even. Treat. They don't have to get up and go get Starbucks anymore. The Starbucks can come to them. They don't have to go to the great. I, know, and I mean, it's like, so expensive too. Guys, it's it's the it's a it's a problem, and it's not getting better. And so I think it's worthwhile talking about because of that. It's something that has to be addressed, which then goes to okay. So biologically, I'm trying to resist something that I'm hardwired to do. And by the way, this is not a you know God question. This is not. We're not talking about creationism and evolution. You got a right. tail and you got a gallbladder. I believe in God. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I'm just being really clear. We evolved. <laughs> like there's there's uh, um, evolution is real. And so when you take it to the next step, then you say, okay, well, biologically, I've got some uh, some things going on, which goes to chemicals too, right? So we are rewarded when we are, you know, um, like we get high with dopamine. Right. When we are being satiated with something that we like, right? Mm-hmm. So because scientists are the best and brightest ever right now, and uh, technology has embraced science, the reality is is that they can track algorithms and figure out, hey, the shorter it turns out that, uh, you know, the shorter the unit of time to, that they can grab your your attention, the longer you're gonna stay with them, and uh, it's more fun to swipe thirty faces in five minutes than it is to watch one face for five, right? It's just the truth, right? We get that dopamine hit over and over and over. Like, let's get that that heroin, let's eat that cocaine over and over and over and over and over again, right? Yeah. So we got some chemical things we gotta fight against too. Yeah. And so what are some things that you do to make sure that you, I'm just curious, like just off the top of your head, what do you do to kind of get yourself out of a cycle or to stop doing something you know, you think of as, ah, it should be more productive or um, what are some things that you do to try to make sure that you stay on task or move forward? I'm just curious. I don't, I don't know. Here's, here's, Okay, so I don't know how to answer that question, but I'm gonna say this, and maybe that'll lead to an answer. I, there's not, like, it is so nice to have a really good show that you're watching. And here's why. If I don't have something to stop me, then I just keep going and going and going and going and going. Like, if, but if I am into a show, then when everything is done, it's like, okay, I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna like watch my show for a little bit and usually end up falling asleep or whatever. So for me, it's like, I mean, I will literally go and go. You're using it to stop your brain. Yeah. Okay, how long do you watch the shows? Um, Are we talking 20 minutes? Are we talking two hours? Well, uh, I mean, usually I fall asleep, so. Is it two minutes later or two hours later? I'm just curious. I would on say average. on average, probably 30 minutes okay. before I fall asleep. So I would say that based on the seven hours of screen time that the average person's doing, you're doing way better. So there's gotta be some things that you're doing to stay busy. My phone disagrees, because, <laughs> well, I also, you know, it keeps, like if I'm watching it on my phone, which I do a lot of the time, um, then it keeps playing while I'm asleep. And so, so that's it's, your excuse. It's, it's not accurate information. All right. So, um, so I, what was the question? Well, let's let me go backwards then, because yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I think a lot of people use that as their reason. The rationale is, is that I worked really hard today, so I'm just going to take it easy for the rest of the day. The oh. problem is the rest of the day is five, six, seven, eight, ten hours, right? Like most people work maybe eight hours, maybe. I don't, I don't honestly believe that the average human gives a true eight hours of work in a day. I really don't believe that. Well, there's that. a lot of studies about that too. Yeah, the, four maybe. Um, so we're saying most of the day is wasted by most people, and those are the employed people. 
right? And unemployed, if they're not looking for a job, actively looking for the job, it's like scratching my head, like what are well, you doing yeah, all day? yeah, and that's where the idle mind does the devil's work comes Absolutely. in for sure. So let's just kind of go down the, the things I was thinking off the top of my head. Like tactic-wise, you brought up earlier, um, you have to track screen time. I think it's really important, like don't guess. Like, because we'll always... But do you get a report every week? Every single week I get a report. On Sundays? Yep. Okay. Yep. So I think Saturday I don't or Sunday. I don't, mine comes on Sunday. I don't think you have to set that up. I, I don't... Well, I you, when you get a new do. phone, you have the opportunity to set oh, it up. Do. If you don't, then you have to turn it I just turned my, like, my what, son's what on. Kind of sh- what kind of shit are you sending me? Get yeah. this out of here. <laughs> no, so it, it, it um, the new the new phones, you, you it automatically have to turn it off, I believe. I just turned my son's on. And so that's one thing is just no. And then, you know, it's kind of like... The other day I was getting irritated with our spitting on food and so I just had my print out my credit card bill for January 1st through April 30th and I divided all money spent on food at home and out and divided by the number of days in the year uh-huh. so far to find out how much money we're spending on food on average per day to see if I had a visceral reaction and I did. I was like, that's disgusting, that's too much. So all I did was show it to Christy and said, look, I'm not saying that we can't afford it. I'm saying we should do better. Like if you don't feel good about spending this much money on food right. every single day, then we need to do a better job. What we were doing was we were good intentions. We were buying food to eat at home and cook well and then and then, and then getting lazy and tired because of whatever shit from school. You were doing. And then exactly. we pick up fast food and we'd waste the food in the in the in the in the, the uh, refrigerator. Nothing worse. It's bad. And it's so so bad. So my point is, is that the, the idea is to get a visceral response. So when I showed that to her, all of a sudden she and I are doing a little bit better job mm-hmm. meal prepping and planning and things like that. So when it comes to screen time, you got to track it because you either feel good about the number or you don't. Like when you're looking at like, did I really spend seven fucking hours a day doing fucking nothing? Right. Then that should be your first hint. If you're unhappy with your life, let's start with you can steal back seven hours to do something with, right? The second piece of the puzzle then would be limit. You can actually limit screen time. Screen time. So you can literally turn on, you know, uh, a time for you. We can do it for kids. It's parental controls. Do you know that, that I could sell our screen time password to my children for the highest dollar amount? <laughs> it is the most coveted mm-hmm. <laughs> password that exists. You don't share it in all the land. Yep. So you <laughs> and can. You can t- I can tell when they've like tried every code because you know they get locked out or whatever, and I. They want that password so damn bad. <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm serious about this. It's like, just turn it off. And they barter time. They barter time. Like, they'll be like, hey, I have X amount of time left on TikTok. Can I lock, can I use yours and I'll give you my. That's funny. I'm like, oh my that's really funny so what she's saying for people that don't understand what the hell she's talking about is within each app you can typically limit the screen time yes. per day the usage per day yes and so that's a great tool um, that I think is really really important to do in general right it's just limit just limit yourself like what's what's reasonable what would you give your kid access to um, you know I've got kids all of us have kids that are or the two of us have kids that are in sports right now yeah. and I, I, it's so it's such a head scratch to me when I won't say any names of my children in case they ever listen to this one day. But I've got one of my children that's more addicted to the screen than uh, the others. And this one child really, really, really wants to be good at this one sport. And I'm like, how many, many hours did you spend on the screen today? And they'll tell me and they'll say, how many hours did you dribble? Right. Like, how many hours did you swing the bat? How many hours did how you many, yeah. hit the volleyball? Like, how many hours? And when you look at it, it's like, you had six hours after school to do whatever the hell you want to do with. Yeah, you need an hour, maybe two hours for homework. 
but you had four more hours and you chose screen over practice, but you want to be really good and you wonder why it's going to be tough if you don't make a team or if you uh, do poorly in a game, right? Mm -hmm. So it it goes back to that piece. And so I, I think a lot of people say they want things in life, but they're really not willing to do what's required to get what they want. Well, and I think there's a lack, I agree with you, first of all. Um, and I also think that we we are not getting any help as parents or a society from, from school. Like, and here's what I mean by that. So if I want to take KK's phone, obviously we are done with those days, she has graduated high school, yeah. but if we wanted to take her phone, and we have taken her phone and her computer, she is completely crippled because school has put everything that they need to be successful on an app yep. or on a website. So if you take that from them, there's very few ways for them to get what they need because even the teachers don't have the printed assignment. So their answer is always, it's on Google Drive. It's on your uh, Google Classroom. It's on the portal. And if they don't have access to their phone or their computer, they can't get to that stuff. Well, lots of kids don't have uh, computers or phones. And they rent them from school. Hmm. Not everyone, right? There's a lot. Well, sure, but not every school district. There's a lot. Well, so so, Okay, so if it's a school that doesn't, then they're probably helping. In my experience, it's been very challenging mm-hmm. to remove. To hold the line. Right, because they, one, either, or maybe there isn't, and the kids are just telling me that there's no other option. Uh, maybe there is another option. I mean, that's, I guess that's a that's variable. That's really funny. I'd be very curious for your school. Right. Um, but everything does lead back to like some sort of app or, mm-hmm. and they, I mean, that's how they, that's how they turn in their work. Yep. Th- they upload it to the app. Well, they, make it easier and easier and easier. I, I get it. self perpetuating. So it's, they're, yep. be, you know, they're trained to that's where they go. And, and in a lot of ways it's, it's a good thing, right? Like it's more efficient. Mm-hmm. It's less paper, you know, all of all of those things, easier to track, better record keeping, mm-hmm. things don't get lost. So there's a lot of pros to it, but it does create that um, dependence. I mean, it's a dependency thing that they need their phone to do their work. Yeah, and I, I get that. I think it still goes back to, I don't disagree with anything that you said there. I think it still goes back to there's way more time in the day than people give credit for. I absolutely And agree. so why do people just stay stuck doing, and it doesn't have to be screen time. We're stuck on screen time. It could be anything. It could be any behavior that sucks time, yes, right? Yes, it could be counting screws. Shit, <laughs> I, I don't care what it is, right? Like um, everything's great to a point. You know, I can, f- given the opportunity, I would fly fish all day, every day for the rest of my life. Probably wouldn't be very successful if I did that, but I would be happy to do that is my point. Um, so there's always too much of a good thing is still bad, right? Too much of a bad thing is always bad. Yeah. But my mom the question then goes to how do you break the cycle? Okay in and moderation. The, moderation. Right. moderation. What I really think it comes down to is the, the is the rest of it, which 
you can break down into 50 different episodes and 50 different books and 50 different podcasts. And it really comes down to there's no clear purpose. There's no clear passion. There's nothing that is pulling them like a, a force that gets their ass in, engaged to move forward, right? Because the powerful chemical and biological background that we have that says, given the option, take it easy, is really as powerful or more so than we give credit for. And so if you don't have something or someone or some accountability or some purpose or passion or mission or vision or something that you're excited about and moving towards, then you're gonna get sedentary, right? And that's why I've, you know, I always talk about why goals are so important. Goals are not what, about arriving. Goals are about moving forward, right? I'm reading this. Yeah. Uh, what's that? I know. I was. Just, I just said yes. I was just. Agreeing. Yeah. There's. A, I'm reading this book we were talking about before the podcast. Uh, a book by Cameron Hayes, and the Cameron Hayes is a world class um, bow hunter and ultra marathon athlete, and he wasn't either growing up, right? So he fell in love with bow hunting. I think it is. 19, 20 years of age, figured out that he, his survivability rate and ability to go further, farther, longer, to go have a, a, a the potential of, of winning in bow hunting would be improved if he was in better shape. So he talks about running a 10K, and what's required to run a 10K is not that hard. To, running a 10K is two or three miles, three days a week. You do that for a couple weeks, and you'll be able to run a, a 10K, right? Six miles, 6.4 miles, whatever it is, 6.6. Um, and he said, so then why, is, uh, why do people get excited about or never tr- attempt a marathon? And the answer is, well, it really requires five days a week. You gotta run six to 10 miles a day every single day. You gotta have a couple long runs of 15 to 20 miles before a marathon. And then you can maybe run a marathon and, and do it in a reasonable period of time. And he said, so it's getting hooked on the idea of, while this will suck and it's gonna be hard, I'm excited about doing something different Mm-hmm. And that makes the, all the little days, the, the, the three mile, six mile, 10 mile, 20 mile runs worth it because of the pulling force of I just want to get that marathon badge. I just want to get that triathlon badge. I just want whatever, the bumper sticker, right? And, um, and you can apply that towards anything. There's people that have a job. And when they look at a small business or a side gig, it's to pay bills. And that's not a horrible thing. Like, that's a really good motivation right up until it's not. And so that side hustle or that side business ever going to the next level always stops at, are you really that excited about it or not? Mm-hmm. Or is it like, I like to be able to do that full time, but the work and the time that's required is just too hard, just right? Not, yeah, and so the, the thing that he talks about in the book that I really uh, like the concept of is because we know it's a series of bad habits we've created, like you didn't get addicted to TikTok in a day or to you Netflix in a day, you, you enjoyed it over a period of time and that period of time got longer and longer and longer and longer per day if you're listening to this, right? And here's the other thing that right. that the these uh, Netflix, as an example, does very strategically, by the way. Yep. Um, it is, they have they have adjusted things within the, within the app that really promote and encourage binge watching. Things like uh, the next episode button appears so you just keep on watching and you don't it's, so uh so next episode click here um skip intro boom there's no lag time yep in between Isn't that interesting that's very true in between the next show and then they even and then they'll ask like hey you haven't touched you know if you haven't touched the remote if you haven't stopped it in a while it'll say do you want to stop or do you want to do you want to keep going you have to like actually make, make the decision um so within the app there is scary to me it's 
it's promoting. Yeah. And that. so, so that what I like about that that conversation then is um, Cameron talks about the idea of pick one thing that you have to do every single day for a year. Pick one thing. I don't care what it is, but you have to do it every single day for a year. And how many people would actually make it a week or two or three? Right. So um, Hunter Markworth's a good friend of mine, and he about four years ago, I remember, it was before COVID. So four years ago, maybe he was trying to get in better shape, and all he agreed to do was. One push-up on the first day of the year. And then two. Two push-ups, three, four, five. The idea being to get up to 365 push-ups in a day by the end of the year, right? And the the guy saw it through. He got all the way through the entire year. And and so I asked him on like January 1st, what are you going to do? He's like, well, I'm just going to keep doing push-ups, right? I really like that for a lot of reasons because I, where my mind goes is the, one of the biggest reasons that you wouldn't or that people don't follow through is that we go too big too early too early and it's just too big of a mountain to climb like that's so true it's so true true. but like one push-up a day two i mean even up to probably day 25 is something that is still pretty reasonable like by day 25 you've got to have it you've got to have it you've got to have it started at least exactly so like that building block is sound like that i love that i love that it's really funny i um i didn't think about it that way my um you know i hurt my back and my personal i'm finally trying to do deadlifts and things like that again here six months later and today was the first day that i got a uh actual bar with some weight i'm talking like lightweight i was probably doing 100 pounds is all I i was picking up and on top of that he gave me cheater blocks so i wasn't going all the way to the floor it was like eight inches off the floor, six inches off the floor, something like that. He had cheaters on both sides. So I'd get in position, pick straight up and go down, but I wasn't going full range and it was really, really light. And it was so light and I'm a big guy. If you haven't met me before, I'm like 220 pounds and 6'5". Like mm-hmm. 100 pounds is not heavy for me uh, in any normal sense of the word. And so I was doing it and I did my first set and, and I said, hey, can we go a little heavier and get rid of the cheater blocks? And his answer was, look, dude, that's not the point. We're not trying to make you a bodybuilder. We're trying to get your back healthy. And so we're gonna add a little bit of weight every week and we're gonna go a little bit shallower every single week and we'll do it over time and we'll make sure your back back is healthy. And I looked at him and was like, well, shit, I guess that's why I hired you. So I'll just go ahead and do it. And so, um, but it's the small steps that add up to big things over time. Um, and I also think it's uh, that's a good, uh, that's why it's good to hire or um, bring on a mentor. Seek a professional. Yeah, seek a professional <laughs> seek. because your ass would be friggin' Hurt again. F- correct. Yeah, hurt again. <laughs> You'd be flat. On, uh, I'm on 25 the in my head. For sure I'm still 25 <laughs> years old. You know, so it, um, so tactically those are a few things. Uh, the next thing I would say is this, right? So um, I can think of four or five calendar things I've spoken about in previous episodes I can list off right now for top ways to make sure that you prioritize, you know, downtime and make the best of it, right? And that really starts with a calendar. Like you you know this, on my calendar every single day are, are points of the day for me and only me. They're not a lot of time, but it's time every single day and every single week, right? And so whether it's workout time or go on a walk time or read a book time or go to Bible study time or go to the ranch time, whatever those are every single day, it's on a calendar on a, on a recurring basis. And so I've got scheduled time for me to do what I wanna do but it's a finite period of time too. Meaning, I don't get seven hours screen time ever, why? 
because in an hour I got to go to the next thing. It's not on your calendar. <laughs> it's just not. It's just not right. That would be a, okay. That is the perfect like real life example of how to prove to yourself that it's a waste of time. If you are a calendar person, go try going in and marking off a full seven hours yep. for Netflix. Just try it. Like I wouldn't be able to do that. I would not be able to do a time block for seven hours. Trying to think hours. back on my last couple of weeks, including Saturdays and Sundays, there's not a period of time that I had seven hours. Right. Like, no way. Try to, but even even just the act of doing that, right. knowing that I'm gonna block this time off to sit on my ass and do nothing. That should That's be. That's crazy. That should create so, some weird like, mental imaging in your head that well and that's that's one thing i got people have to do that's why the marble trick works like go ahead and put in if i've got 20 more times hanging with my dad i guarantee i'm gonna make those trips fucking amazing yeah you know like um i love those more of them right like or do more but just make sure i always think quality is more important than quantity i'd love the idea of of quantity and quality together Mm -hmm. but it goes back to quality time and impactful time are way more important than quantity of time um, at home and at work, right? I do agree. I do agree that it's it is quantity over or quality over quantity for yep. sure. But a, like another tactic is like, man, if you could just make that three times a year, yeah. Like what kind? You know. So now you have one more trip, and it's still yep. super quality. Like that's another yep. great. And and they here's what's always the answer, right? The answer in the past. I'm, I'm throwing myself on the bus has been I'm too busy and too he's busy, too busy. Right? Our two schedules just never match up. Right. So it's make the time, figure out the time. So going back to the calendar, right? Um, one of the things that I really think hard about in business, and we've learned this over the years, which I think you can apply at, work, at home as, as well, when you're trying to break the cycle of, hey, I'm spending too much time wasting on whatever, is you have to trade it out for something. So when I, I'll do this instead. Or earning it, meaning, like let's just give an example. Um, if you uh, want to write a book, you've always said you're gonna write a book, but you've got seven hours of wasted time doing whatever, okay? Then what you would say is, I've got to write for one hour to earn six hours of screen time. What I would tell you is, over time, you're not gonna be writing for one hour. You'll end up writing for two or three or four hours once you get things going, right? But that limping in, it's the replacing out for something that you're interested in but you gotta do yours first. Like, what, what is it that I actually want to accomplish and then I can really earn this extra time? And you slowly steal back your life. And I, I really think that that's the, the, the right term is you're stealing back your life because um, when you look around at most people, they are wasting every single Yeah, and I can remember having this conversation with Randy. Um, it was, it was at, a, at a season that we were just feeling like, man, there's just, no time to do anything like we there's just no downtime and really what we came up with or the conclusion we came to is that we were just being incredibly unintentional with the downtime that we did have and so that led to um lack of productivity if you will but but from a family standpoint like uh getting yard work done or you know, going, mm-hmm. taking a day trip, you know, with the kids or driving down river, you know, things that because we were unintentional yep. and we didn't have a plan or we weren't clear about what we were going to do. What are you doing this, this weekend? What are we doing this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? Um, what am I doing this weekend? Um, it's a three day weekend for the record. Well, we're recording let me this look right at my calendar. <laughs> we're, we're recording this before the three day weekend. In- okay. So on the 18th, 
so we have uh, batting practice from 10 to 11.30, and then a team building event, a video game truck um, from noon to two. 10 to two or noon to two? Uh, batting from 10 to 11.30, 12 to two is the team building event. And then from there, we have a, um, I actually love this, uh, it's a team event for Weston. One of the dads um, on the team is, um, he he was a fighter pilot and now he trains, he's a flight trainer, is that his yep. name? Um, he is having all the boys over to the house dressed nice, they have to wear a shirt and tie and he's bringing in a motivational speaker well, for them having like, and doing like a nice dinner, motivational speaker, and then they can. Um, that's not normal, that's awesome. Is that like the What's coolest? the rest of your weekend? Okay, so that's Saturday. Then Sunday we have, uh, it's Father's Day. So um, we, at two o'clock, we have to be, um, it says River Chase, River Day. So somewhere, Going to the river. We're going to the river. I just okay. don't, I don't, so what are you doing before two? We don't have the address. Um, yeah, I don't have anything on my calendar. So it's really funny to me. That one of my biggest frustrations is wasting a three-day weekend. So if, yeah. anyone, if you're listening to this and you work, and all of a sudden you recognize on like a Friday that, oh my God, I've got Monday off or whatever, and you have nothing to do, for me, there's nothing worse. Like I can't, like it still blows my mind when people are like, oh my God, it was the best weekend, I did nothing. Like people, get it like there's plenty of people on my team that say that all the time yeah. and I'm like I scratch my head like what the fuck man you did three days and your your answer was you got to do nothing so and in reality like so if you're asking me what am I gonna do before then yeah. um, the honest truth will be I will be preparing for next week because yes we do have a holiday however the holiday day is full with so I won't get I won't get that day um, I won't get I won't get that day. So th that morning before mm -hmm. we get ready to leave, we'll be preparing for all like packing for all the stuff that we yeah. need to take to the river. Um, and then what do we need to be ready for for Tuesday? That's yeah. how it'll be spent. So where I think what I was trying to get at is um, I like the idea of two things for vacations or time off in general, right? Like it goes back to looking forward to something. Um, I've said before, I like to take a vacation every 90 days. I think you can work really hard for 90 days and then if, if it's a long weekend or a vacation, doesn't matter to me, but having an extra day off at least every 90 days is super important, right? And then having something actually on the calendar and planned is the key. Mm -hmm. Because then you get to look forward to it. So Father's Day, I was really clear with, with, with my wife and kids, like I don't care what you guys wanna do this weekend, but it is Father's Day and we're gonna go float the river. We are at the, at the river too, by the way. So we're gonna go float the river down in New Braunfels, right? And then past that, I'm gonna go to the ranch. I'm gonna put, a, put probably about eight to 10 hours on my Bobcat on the ranch, because I like manual labor and things like that. And do you want them to go with you? Of course. Okay. Of course, absolutely. It's Father's okay. Day, I want my, my kids well, to be with me. everybody feels a little different. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's Father's Day, I don't, I wanna be by myself. And everybody assumes on Mother's Day that we want all of our kids to be around us. And this is not always the case. That's really funny. Just curious. I think planning things <laughs> Like every out. day is Mother's Day for me. Thank you, yeah. I'm gonna have a day to myself. <laughs> yeah. But here's, a, here's, I'm glad you said that because here's what we should do. Mm -hmm. um, this would be a better answer. It would be, let's go early and get there at 10 and do whatever we want as a family yep. before we meet up with yep. the rest of the group. 
which then would go to, okay, so if that time was going to be used to prepare for the week, then that we need to make adjustments earlier on in the week. Like throughout the week, I can do a little bit here and there to make yep. sure that it's prepared. And then we have a like a true Sunday that we're yep. enjoying as a family, but then also with the team and the, the friends and stuff. So... I th- your earlier is a tactic, by the way. So my dad taught me this years ago. The earlier is always the answer. We lose time at the end of the day. Things always take longer than we think. I'm always waiting for a girl to get dressed. Like hours just drift away in my life, right? <laughs> um, it's just the truth. There's, song, there's songs you, about this. What do you do while you're waiting for them? Um, How do you fill your time? Well, I start by saying that we're going to leave it this time, knowing that we're leaving an hour what, later. What you're doing with the time. I'm packing the last hour because I know that they're not going to be ready, <laughs> right? My, my point is, is that from a leaving on, uh, from a taking advantage of your days, my days start early. So when I have a vacation yeah. day, um, I'm the first flight out. I want to be 6 a.m., 5, 6, 7 a.m., first flight out if I'm going on vacation because I want to get there and enjoy the whole day. It's weird to me that people will take an afternoon flight on no, a vacation day. Yeah, no, that's the, when because you go the whole, home. <laughs> yeah, you do go home at the you end of the day to maximize the day. vacation. <laughs> but you apply that, that same concept towards everything. Like, um, I think anyone that's listening to this, it will resonate with you thinking, I've got something at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, so I'm gonna wake up-ish whenever the hell I want to, and I'll get some things done. I don't know, we're not really sure what that is. That is the time that it ends up being totally wasted yeah. on screens for sure if there's not something planned early. And yeah. so what ends up happening is... And it's where someone like me falls into the trap of I don't get any downtime because I, I said it myself, in reality, mm-hmm. I will be doing chores. Yep. And that leads to then me being pissed yep. because I'm the only one who does any fucking thing around the house yep. to get everybody ready to go. Yep. So... So scheduling that stuff to get started earlier and be done earlier so you have more time for yourself, I think is, I think that's the key. Um, the the idea in the calendar, the last one I would say about the calendar is the prior, prioritizing you and you go in your calendar before, you, you can't take care of other people if you don't take, take care of yourself. And, you know, I've had a team of all women and I, I, I see it all the time, you know, women get the, the applause. I was gonna say shorter than this, it's actually the opposite. It's, they get the applause for, you know, they, have, they get to do the primary duties most of the time of child rearing. They're doing primarily uh, at home. They're, they're, you know, the chores typically fall on women more so than men. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's right or wrong, saying that typically no, happens. Um, when there's two working parents and there's a sick kid, typically the, the mom is in charge of leaving work, which means they're gonna have to get caught up with work. You go right. take care of the sick kid, doctor's appointments, things like that. And we see that most of the time, right? And so um, when's the time scheduled for you? And the answer is it has to be early, 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 before anyone else yeah. can script your days. And uh, and that's where I think the best work is always done. I really do yeah, find that to be true. And it's also the hardest, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's especially for people that are not morning people. Yep, it's retraining the brain yep. for sure. Uh, I was not a morning person ever. Growing up, I was the guy who would sleep until eight, nine, 10 o'clock. And I just got started getting up earlier and earlier. And the reason way is you just refer to eight, nine, and ten o'clock as late. <laughs> waking up at eight, nine, and ten o'clock. Is that what you were meaning? Yeah. Okay. What did I say? That's what you said. Yeah, that's late. I'm just confirming that you think eight o'clock is late. <laughs> that is late. Holy shit, guys! Like I see people nodding <laughs> for, for a eight, week on a nine, weekend. Canon is eight o'clock late on a weekend. On a weekend. On a weekend. Eight a.m. 
Then does the fucking sun come up? No, guys. It's very, it's extraordinary late on a weekday. It's, yes. it's still late on a, like. It's, but it so is not late. It is late. Not on a weekday. Not it, on a weekend. Not late. on a weekend. This is where I would, uh, <laughs> so I would challenge me. Like, here, I'll give you a great example. This is, this is my weekend last weekend. I was on a family vacation with my family up in uh, Winter Park, Colorado. We flew back because I had a graduation party for my dear friend's oldest sons. And we, so we flew back early, got back at five o'clock. We literally landed around 4.30 and we're at, we're, we picked up a car on the way home because we dropped off a car to be fixed on the way out of town. Picked up the car on the way home, got home changed, and at six o'clock. So an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes later, we were at a graduation party till eh, two, one, one o'clock in the morning maybe. At, uh, the next day, I was up at seven mm-hmm. and did chores all day long yeah. until six o'clock. At six o'clock, I got changed in 15 minutes. At 6.30, I was over at my friend's house to watch the Celtics and the Warriors play and until one in the morning. And you your family up at 6 a.m.? No. Day. Well, I, my son gets up with me, actually. My, son, my son's an early bird. He's up. He actually works out with me sometimes early in the morning during the summertime, which I'm really excited about. But did that till one in the morning, two in the morning at my buddy's house for the Celtics game and, and watching boxing. We literally went home at one or two in the morning. I was up at five because my friend was in Lakey, Texas, which is two hours away from San Antonio. I drove the two hours to make sure I was there before eight so we could go on the river and check out stuff, have breakfast together, have coffee together. (laughs) At noon, I drove to my ranch. I got to my ranch around one o'clock. I can't. I did bobcat work till five o'clock. Okay. (laughs) But here's what I'm saying. Here's what I want people to hear. What if, if that sounds exhausting you, okay, don't do that much. But somewhere between what you're fucking doing right now and what I'm doing yes. is probably yes. way more productive yes. in life for yes. you, right? I, I would agree. And that goes to the seven hours. Yeah. It's the, the seven hours, peel back two or three. Here's the other thing too that you said earlier, but probably off camera. Um, you said I got too many hours of sleep last night. Oh, dude. And it makes you tired. It's horrible. Understanding how many hours you need to sleep. Biorhythms. I'm a six hour girl. That's what I need. Yeah. Too much, and I'm kind of uh, and too little, and I'm just cranky. Yep. Like not e- cranky is not even the I'm right word. I'm four to five. That's I'm all just I need. like not on point. Like I, not cranky, but yeah, understanding like what you really need, um, and pay attention to it. And I narrowed it down to yep. six hours, which was really refreshing. Um, biologically, teenagers literally need some crazy number of like 15 hours of sleep well like, it starts off the as infants infancy like the most it's like 18 hours as infants and it works backwards right and, and i think it goes like this they need a lot and then down and then it goes like way back up because teenagers like we, all parents most parents will bitch about how long their teenagers sleep and it is factual that they actually need that much sleep which is really really weird why is it weird to you um, Their bodies are growing. Yeah, I know. I, I think it's I think it's weird to me that they need that much sleep because they're just because it seems like the older you get, um, I don't know. I don't know why it's weird. So maybe it's just maybe weird is the wrong well, word. Just, maybe annoying as shit is a better word. <laughs> well, I I, th- I find it to be. I mean, this is where just basic uh, basic science like is something good to rely on. Like when you're going from a eight pound baby to a 60 pound child 
takes a lot of energy. Like yeah. you're, you're, it takes a lot of energy. So you got to sleep, 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 sleep. And then you're in this like middle zone from 60 to 100 pounds for about five, six, seven years, mm-hmm. right? And then you have puberty. And when you have puberty, everything's changing. You're growing all sorts of different ways, right? Takes massive amounts of energy. And then you get bigger. And all of a sudden in your 20s, you're about the same. You don't need, you, yeah. you, you kind of stabilize. Yeah. And then at the end of life. So maybe just it's annoying is just yeah. the better answer. <laughs> it's annoying to you. Got it. <laughs> And, but what's interesting is the end of life too, Why and it also goes back to moving? learning too. People don't understand how much uh, how much sleep is needed to for the hard drive to cement in your brain, right? Yeah, so it, when you're it is, printing brain, on the protein, yes, it's the it's brain related. From yep. what I can remember with this study, they have more blank was, space and blank disk space to record on, and in order for it to cement, they need more sleep. Yeah, yeah, it is. I do remember it. I didn't. I don't remember there being anything about like the physical growth being part of what contributes to their need for sleep. It uh-huh. was more about Mental. what's happening in the brain. I'd be curious um, about that. Yeah, very, very, very interesting. Um, and then you go to that. I think there's just people that are early, like like what it would lions or bears or uh, lions or wolves. Lions or wolves. Like I think you know. You know, you have your early risers who are more productive in the morning, and then others that more all the ideas start to fire at 10 p.m. Yep. Like, well, yeah. and then the last thing that you add to the mix is, God forbid, we talk about like pharmaceuticals and recreational alcohols and drugs, mm-hmm. right? So you've already got your chemicals that are screwing you up all day, every day, and we decide to mess with those rhythms by yeah. s- substance abuse of whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. you and I have had, I hate to say it, but I'm on my sixth cup of coffee today. Like that's not normal. That's because well, you get up so early. If you get no. up later, you wouldn't have time to What's drink that much. What's funny is I don't need it for energy. I just like the taste. But you, there's more hours available to you to have it. That's what I'm saying. There's more hours available to. Me. That's probably true too. Um, but you know, <laughs> like my brother right. always said, if you want to go out, don't go out until midnight because then you only have two hours at the bar. But we're like, well, let's go at six because then we'll be home by 10. That nope. shit ain't happening. That's so funny. No, now you had six <laughs> to two. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good day. That's a good day. That's a good day. So let's kind of wrap up our final thoughts on this subject because I, I really think that it's, um, where I would like people to land on this whole thing is that there's, got, there's, a, there's definitely a pulling force that's keeping you in your chair and keeping you doing whatever you think you're wasting time on or bad behavior. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if it wasn't something you were interested in. Uh, it doing better at, right? So the first answer always for everything, in my opinion, is track everything. So use whatever technology and tools like, uh, you know, it's uh, something as, as simple as um, uh, eye watches. What are they called? Apple watches. Yeah. Apple watches track movement. Apple oh, watches man. track heart rates. You uh, want your you know, life to be uh, tracked. Like, that's it. You want to get some, I, I'm just, I'm, I don't like the idea of being listened to, but the truth of the matter is like, it's good to know when your heart rate's yeah. 200 versus 100. Like mm-hmm. it's not healthy to have a 130 resting heart rate, right? So that some behavior has to change if you're in that situation. Um, when it's all said and done, number one would be track everything, right? Number two is you got to create a pulling force, right? See, so and what I is, think, uh, here, I want to I yeah. interject. I think um, probably like, step 2.1 would be really do some thinking about the why like which is the pulling force well that's that's coming up with something yep but 
the why is different. Like okay. the why is different. Like why am I wasting all this time? Is it because I don't like my job? Is it because I don't like my husband? Is it because I don't have any ideas of what to do with my kids when I have available time? Is it um, because I am tired? Is it, be, you know, I think that is, because that will be a this, the beginning of a roadmap to finding the pulling force. So I love that idea. I think cerebral pe people would appreciate that exercise. I think it could be a stopping point for a lot of people. Yeah, that's why you're the logic and I'm the emotion. Right. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about what she just said there. I, I, think, I think some people need that. I think you have to understand the why. Well, here's what's really funny. So like, I don't, I don't care about whys. I care, personally, I care about how. I want to know. I right. think so I you like care to, about the why. I want to know, don't. like, what is causing this? Because if I can understand, like, where it's coming from, that helps me to make choices about my existing environment. Right. That that are causing that are causing me to want to lay like a blob. See, right? and I want to drive and then remove like the drag. So. But if you do that without understanding the why, then is is it going to be fixed? No. Uh, well, uh, so here's the thing. This goes back to to me. It goes back to head, heart, and gut, right? Like I'm a gut person. You're a heart person for the most part, right? So my gut's very, very loud too, though. Right, I know it is when you allow it to speak, right? If your gut is something that says I am wasting time, do you give a shit why, or do you just recognize like? I'm wasting time. I need to do something okay, about it. Okay, in that example, so for me, that is how I operate. Right, and so that's what I'm saying for for this mental checklist. If the decision is ah fuck it, I, I don't like what the data is telling. The data is telling me I'm wasting too much time. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I'm gonna do something about it. Right. So then the second thing is, uh, once you've tracked something, then you've got to figure out the tactics of what can I do to break the behavior or take steps moving forward. I, I liken it to I want the ship to start moving, then I'll cut the bow lines, then I'll cut the, you know, there's a there's a net wrapped around the propeller, I'll get some stuff out of the way as I keep on going, right? Yeah. But I want to start moving forward, and that usually does not require a lot of effort, right? We use the analogy of do one push-up today and two push-ups tomorrow and three push-ups the next day, like just do something. Yeah. But start that progression forward is really what's really important. Um, yes, I think that ideally we should all know have the purpose in a why we do anything, you know, there's a thousand books about it. Uh, I've, I've found with hundreds of conversations, and I know you have too, that most people struggle with that. Like coming up with a why of for anything, or a purpose for anything, outside of it's for me or for my kids or for paying the bills, for most people, that's where the thought process starts. It's why it's very uh, difficult for people to move the needle. Um, when you talk to or listen to a guy like an Elon Musk, He's very clear about what his purpose is, right? Um, By the way, do you know the name of his child? Uh, it's a number. It's a weird number. <laughs> yes. uh, so the answer is no. But yeah, it's a weird, he's, he's a weird dude, were but he's a brilliant dude. Dying laughing. Yeah. We were like, his name is XAE12 or something like that. I was like, anyway. Letters and numbers, yeah. Yeah, so, but when you've got somebody like that that's a visionary, like, you know, the answer is is to make sure that we're a, a multi-planetary civilization to save humans from eradication. <laughs> Like when you think about it like that, it's like, well, that's pretty powerful. That's a good reason to wake up in the morning, right? <laughs> and so somewhere in between here and being him is probably the right answer. <laughs> and I love but I, I, but I, I find that's a stopping point for a lot of people, which is, I don't know why I'm doing it. So stop asking why. That gives you a reason to not do, right? 
for me, it's how. It's like, I don't like this, so how do I move the needle? And that's the pivotal question. How do I move the needle in, in, in a positive direction? Because all of us intuitively know what we could do to move the needle in anything we want to do, right? If we want more business, tell me three things you could do to get more business. Three things. Off the top of your head, go. Oh, uh, call more people, see more people, and ask for more business? Weird. Fucking weird. Everyone can come up with three things on the spot, right? Yet, I got a call from a business guy that's been in business for 22 years. Talked to him yesterday afternoon. He wasted my time. He called me up and said, hey, I'm, I'm moving markets. I'm a loan officer and I've got to uh, meet new realtors. I was like, you've been a loan officer for 22 years? And he said, yeah. He said, yeah, I, I want you to tell me what to do and say to meet new realtors. So what the fuck you been doing for 22 years? Like, just do that. Like, whatever that was and you're still in business 22 years later, that works. Like, don't call me and ask me like how to do it. Like, just do. And so I want you to think about that. It's, it's the truth of the matter is if I want to work with more realtors, it's call agents I don't know, meet 100 agents in the next 100 days, ask for business specifically and never sell over the phone, sell it face to face. Like just start there. If I want to lose weight, get on a, get on a scale, uh, move my body vigorously for 30 minutes to an hour, eat less than I, than I uh, eat less calories than I expend daily. Like really good idea. If I want to uh, learn a language, I don't know, put a, t uh, I just almost said tape. Yes, I'm older. Uh, listen to what's a, a tape or CD or anything about language in the car. Every time you get in the car, instead of or listening to music. The, or get your phone out you know, and, and put the app on it. I don't care what the answer is, but You're you gonna, came up gonna, with an answer, it's right? It's going to increase your screen you time. got You got it. Hey, instead of listening to music it's when you get in the car. No, I love this. Instead of listening to the music when you get in the car, every time you get in the car, it's that replacement idea. Yes, I When have I get it. in the car, instead of listening to music, I will only listen to Spanish. So I can I, learn Spanish language. So with cards, time if it's during business hours which i consider like eight to five six then uh the it has to be a podcast or a youtube video or something like business yep. related and then any of the time outside of those hours i can listen to music and all of that well and that goes back to the tactic which is replacement and yeah. doing one thing before you allow yourself to do something else right uh it's the um creating time which means using a calendar i don't care if you don't have a calendar like just use the calendar like there's a smartphone there's an old granny phone my 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 wife still uses a paper paper calendar, paper calendar. Yeah. just use a damn calendar you'll be more productive um, write in pencil yeah and, and at the end of the day <laughs> the 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 concept then becomes the frequency of measurement is going to is going to increase your results the steering is going to get you better further faster than thinking about it but what I would end with is there's only so many damn marbles in the jar of whatever you have time you have left. Right. So if you're not moving the needle towards something that's important, if, especially if you don't like where you're at and what you're doing, you got to start moving because there's only so many damn marbles left. There's right? only so many marbles <laughs> So I don't know. I, I know this is more of a philosophical conversation. I think at the end of the day, like it's about being uh, happy, not satisfied. We haven't used that term in a long time on this, yeah. on this pod podcast. I, uh, my wife one time told me, man, it must be exhausting to be you. I said, why do you say that? I agree. And she said, right. Must Look, everybody heard what he just said, right? Yeah. She said, it must be exhausting to be you. And I was like, no, I'm not, it's not exhausting at all. She said, well, it doesn't seem like you're happy. And I'm like, no, no, be really clear. I'm, I'm really happy, but I'm never satisfied with where I'm at because I assume I can do better. Yeah. And, and it's I, that pursuit that matters to me. It does. And I think, you know, a lot of times people that listen to an expert in some area think that, Okay, well, that's how I need to structure my weekend mm -hmm. is what Josh just described. Well, for me, that would make yep. me miserable. So 
And to me, it was an amazing finding, weekend. Finding what your perfect Ideal. balance looks like, you yep. know? And, and for me, it is a mixture. I like to have some fun things, mm -hmm. and then I like to have some downtime where everybody can rest their bodies. They, you know, we can watch watch TV, we can do, you know, whatever. And then, and then mix in, you know, we're gonna go here, we're gonna go there. I, that's my perfect mix, but finding, it's improvement. finding what it is, yeah. The, what should never come out of anyone's mouth is I don't have time for it. You are correct. That's what should never, like the assumption is there's always time Make the time, prioritize is, the time. There actually is time. There, there is, is time. for sure time. There is for sure Wake time. up an hour earlier, go to sleep an hour later, do more with what time you've and got, stop selective. doing shit that you shouldn't That's be doing. A, yes, be more selective with what you're choosing. You know, if the things you're doing are making you not happy, then, or the yep. people you're surrounding yourself with, like, just, yeah, you gotta change it. Yep. You gotta change it, stop doing it, eliminate the crap, Ola. It's an interesting concept. It's funny. I, I started thinking while we were on here about uh, I could do better on my counter. I could get more. I can squeeze more in, believe it or not. So I'm going to do a better job. Yes, yeah, so you're going to have to wear a diaper. <laughs> Bathroom breaks. Or delegate pee breaks to someone. That's right. <laughs> or just get a, uh, a, a commode in my office. <laughs> just sit on it. That'll be your chair. <laughs> I think that's enough. We must be delusional. So, thanks for joining us again. Yes, thank you so much. Remember to subscribe, tell your friends. Tell us what you think. What do you think about this? Like, are we crazy? Um, I mean, we all know Josh is a little cuckoo, so. Um, but where do you fall? Where do you fall in this category? So, we, we wanna hear your thoughts. And thank you for listening. We and we'll love see you, you next all. time, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye.